For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Yes, my taste buds, my hungry homies, my culinary comrades, we've done it. Welcome back to House of Carbs. It is Munch Madness. We're looking for a succulent Cinderella story. Today's matchup, we're in the Midwest with Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, going up against a school from New England, Storch, Connecticut. We're traveling to the University of Connecticut. It's Wisconsin against Connecticut. Let's get in that belly. All right, my culinary comrades, we are still traveling the country one college campus at a time looking for that underrated, unexpected, succulent Cinderella story. My food friends were headed to Stores, Connecticut, and one of our beloved ringer pals will be our Stores Belly Guide. He is... Deputy editor at The Ringer, co-host of the NBA Focus group chat. He helped produce the incredible Icons Club podcast featuring Jackie McMullen, which is out now. And I cannot say enough good things about that. You have to check that out. After you're done listening to this podcast, get over to Icons Club if you like the NBA at all. It's an amazing podcast. And... uh he went to the University of Connecticut. Justin Barrier, welcome to House of Carbs. Wow, what an intro. I am honored to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it's a uh, a matter of our our bellies taking us to to places that you wouldn't anticipate we want to go. I am looking up your credentials. I want to know what kind of food dude you are by going on the gram. And mm. the gram tells me that you um, are not a frequent poster. But, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. But Justin, 
Mm. Uh, very happy to see Leo's Tacos on there. Famous taco truck in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Repping hard. And then you went on a pretty incredible trip to Vietnam that featured some delicious eating, it seems. Yes, many food trucks there, which are incredible. Um, love Vietnamese food. I, I was in New Orleans for about two years, and the, the Vietnamese scene is, is pretty good down there as well. But I've never experienced anything and eaten as well as I did when I went over to Asia. That, that makes perfect sense. Um, when's the last time you were able to get back to the alma mater up there at University of Connecticut? So it's been a while. <laughs> I'll say that. When did you go to school? When did you attend? So I think I graduated in 09. I was trying to think back to the last time I'd been there. And honestly, I think the last time was to meet one Jackie McMullen up there when we were both ESPN colleagues because her son ended up going there. Um, But before that, probably, you know, early 2010s. The problem with UConn is that they split all of their basketball games between on-campus arena in the Hartford Civic Center, now the XL Center. And so, like, I live so close to the, the XL Center, I, I don't get back there as much. But, you know, I still have fond memories of my time there and, and some of the food samplings. Okay, well, that's that's what we're interested in. We're, in your, we're interested in your food memories. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the, the dorm food scene. So I wouldn't say it's robust, you know, I, I don't know if they technically call stores Connecticut, the Paris of the, of the East coast. Um, but you know, it's fine. You know, when they make all of those like maps and they just go state by state and like, Oh, this is what this state is known for. Like they do with candy and all that. I'm always tickled because when it comes to Connecticut, just food at large, the state of Connecticut, you can't even identify anything. It's always like, what are they known for? It's like, uh, I guess the pizza, like the clam pizza down there in New Haven. What do you mean? You guess? Yes, that is what it's known for. Unbelievable pizza. Yeah, but it drops off so precipitously that I've seen like just like a burger. (laughs) (laughs) So you're getting into a lot of just like casual dining. I I mean, I assume this is the same way at most college campuses where there's like a hierarchy of like which dining halls are the best. I have very fond memories of of the South dining hall of that one being the one you wanted to go to. You wanted to take a trek across campus in order to get to. Um, But, you know, like even the, the, the plus foods there would be like, you know, Orange chicken. <laughs> that was like right. a delicacy. Yeah, orange chicken can be a plus food. Let's let's not sleep on orange chicken. Uh, the pr- producer with the perfect palate is, is here. He's assisting us on every one of these episodes. Craig Horlbeck. Uh, Justin, this will make sense to you. He's done a scattering report. I know you mm. know what that means. Of the food scene in stores, Connecticut. And what he's going to do, he's going to r- r- run through um, a handful of the establishments, the traditions that seem to jump off the internet pages to us because we've I've never been to stores Connecticut I've never had the pleasure of visiting the University of Connecticut I don't believe Craig have you been there I have not yeah so we're gonna let the internet sort of guide us then you give us a reaction to this list we've compiled and sort of your your own experience at these venues okay so yeah I'll run through all these and then let me know where I missed what I got right I'm gonna start with breakfast I'm gonna go breakfast lunch and dinner breakfast dog lane cafe Toast, Four Corners, Grandma's, and Wooden Spoon. For lunch, I got Union Street Market at the Student Union, Muya Burgers, which I feel like a lot of people mention Muya. Uh, Kathmandu Kitchen and Bar, HA Cafe, and Gansett Wraps. And then for dinner, a place that looks great called DP Doe that does calzones. Mm. And lastly, we have to talk about Gino Oriema's Grill, right? Oh! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's really unbelievable. That. Gino has a grill. Of course he, he has a grill. Yeah. He has his own pasta sauce line as of well. Of course I've he does. That. Yeah. Of course. 
He's, he's, he's Gino Oriyama for Christ's right. sakes. Yeah, so what stands out? What did I miss? So DP Doe have very fond memories. Like, I mean, most of the things that I remember are just like the drunken, yeah. like late night food options. And DP Doe is definitely one of those. I think it's like a local chain. So maybe it's like throughout New England, but it's just, it's calzones. You pack that with whatever you want. That is definitely a big one. Um, I was a big fan of like the wing spots there, but I don't know if those are like special to stores Connecticut. It was like the wings over chain. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. The wings express chain. It's just like typical, mm. like, you know, you get your honey barbecue, boneless wings with fries and whatnot. Those were good. Um, I was very fond of this place called Sarah's Pockets, which was Mediterranean food. And Ooh. and it was like, it's the type of t- place you had to like really know the area in order to find. I don't even know if most college students know about it. And unfortunately, uh, it, I guess it went out of business. I just looked this up last night around... Oh. Uh, so it's not there anymore, but I would say that that was like my place because the guy was also kind of an institution. He would always say you're welcome to everything, even though it wasn't like necessarily appropriate for what you were talking about. And he was just like <laughs> really fun, inviting person. So those were like my spots, I think. All very sensible. Um, well, the other one, ahead. if you want to get into it, if you want to talk like specialty is, yeah, is sure. the Dairy Bar. Oh, Dairy Bar. I did see Dairy Bar. I, I did not include that. Yeah, so like if we're making the the March Madness comps, I don't know if like UConn is a deep team, I, mm. but I do think it is like a one star, like Kemba Walker style team where the dairy bar is it because UConn used to be an ag school. And so there is a, still a part of the campus that's like full of cows, you know, <laughs> like oh. they call it, it's Horse Barn Hill is what it's called. And as a result of that, there is ice cream made right there on campus. It's called the Dairy Bar. I think it's been there for like something like 50 to like 75 years. And that place is incredible. It's very like thick, creamy ice cream. It's not like this, like, you know, out in LA, I live out in LA now and it's very like manicured and well-crafted and design type of stuff. Like there it's like thick and just incredible. It's It feels like, is it thick in the in the direction of perhaps even a custard kind of vibe yeah, or not, not quite that consistency, which yeah, it's, it's more of like a, a milky thing. Yeah. yeah okay. They really, they really lean into the cow aspect of it all. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's a revelation. I don't think I knew that. I hadn't heard that um, reputation for UConn before. Yeah. I mean, the, the school is pretty far out there. Like you get off the highway and you need like 45 minutes or like half an hour just to get up there. Um, so it's not kind of secluded. And so for that reason, like you definitely probably don't want to sample the sushi. I remember there like being like a, a Japanese joint, but like it was mostly for people to go drink the Dragon Bowls like underage. Um, but the ice cream is something I would say, bar none, if you ever go up there, you have to have it. Um, do you recall the heritage of the guy who ran the Mediterranean place you just mentioned? I think he was Greek. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The reason I ask is because one of the things that we're exploring with everybody as they come on and talk about their towns and the experiences is like the diversity of cuisine in, in each town. Um, was, was there, you, you mentioned, you know, maybe not a strong um, Japanese vibe there. <laughs> maybe not, a, you know, a big presence <laughs> delivering authentic Japanese fare. But what about other ethnicities? It was tough, man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, it's New England. So yeah, I know. Like, I I think the closest I got was like the Panda Express in in the Student Union, which is good. I mean, there was like there were burritos in. I think one of the places Craig mentioned was in the Student Union, like the grab and ghost type of burritos. But like, I, I doubt that was getting close to that. Uh, authentic. I'll say that. Well, t- talk a bit about um, like the pizza scene because we mm. know of Connecticut 
you know, its reputation in the in the New Haven area. Um, did that pizza travel up to stores? Some of it, I, I would say, it was pretty decent. I don't. I, there weren't many standouts, but there were many options. Mm. If that makes sense. Um, but I, I find pizza to be decent overall throughout Connecticut. Like that was another jarring moment when I first got out to LA when uh, like, you know, they talk about bagels, but I found the pizza scene to be quite lacking, not to sound like a stereotypical East coaster to West coaster, but like I just find the average pizza in Connecticut or the East coast in general to be on a higher level than most other places. That's probably right. Is is there a, um, is there a spot at UConn where if your parents are in town and you don't have to foot the bill that, that you were like, Oh, we can go to this spot. So within the student union, there was like the the dining place where you went to, right? When it was parents weekend. It in was the like union, the, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice spot. I don't know if it's still there though, but that was like the go-to where like you don't get a hamburger, you get the steak sort of mm. option. Um, and I vaguely recall an Italian joint somewhere down the road. Like if you're privileged enough to have a car, like that's where you go on the date spot. Right. I don't remember what the name was, but like that was the fancy spot. Well, why wouldn't you take your parents to Gino Ariemas? <laughs> I don't think Gino's was there uh, when I was there before. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's, he's really become like a business tycoon in, in his later stages. <laughs> I would love to try his pasta sauce. Is that sold nationwide? I think it's actually in the grocery stores of some of like the local markets. Like if I were just to go to my hometowns, I bet you could find some some Geno's pasta sauce. From what I remember, it was pretty good. Uh, it, it, like it's probably better than like your ragu or whatever you're gonna find at your Geisler's. But uh, you oh, know, no. folks, I have I have some some saddening news. No, <laughs> uh, Geno's Grill, I, according to this article, uh, ha- is permanently closed. <sighs> A pandemic death. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. As of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, it shut down. Mm. What a shame. Well, it it is spring in America. 2022 <laughs> feels like a year of, of rebirth. We are all, all coming out. <laughs> and maybe Gino will be able to get uh, uh, his foot, re- restore his foothold in, in stores. Um, one of the things we've been asking folks, Justin, is, is there a thing that stores is known for food-wise? Like if... Mm. Me and Craig were going to come visit Yukon and we said we're going to arrive hungry because, you know, we had all this drop planes, trains and automobiles. Where are you sending us? It's probably the dairy bar. Not to sound like a broken record here and to just lean on the one thing, but it really is the go-to option for whatever you're looking for. Like, I, I would make a meal out of it. it. It's like, it's that good. And in, in contrast to like whatever else you're probably going to get into, like, I might just like send you there a couple times. Was it, is it just ice cream or did they like, you know, venture into like baked goods and things like that? No, no. I think they, I think they stuck with the, with the ice cream, but just like the, classic you know, ice cream. the typical melange of flavors and, and whatnot. So you could really get what your preferences. Um, I remember the vanilla just being particularly good. I know that doesn't sound sexy, but like, no, I, I love the vanilla it, ice cream. It's so my favorite flavor. Vanilla milkshake. Oh, dang it. God, it's so good. It's just like the consistency of it all. And like, as we're talking about it, I'm just like, man, I wish I had some right now. See, I, I would have to have... Now, I'm fine with that recommendation. And I don't mind starting off any uh, m- meal adventure with a milkshake. That's a perfect appetizer. But then mm. where am I going for a slice? I feel I need a slice to, you know, something savory, a little salty. I want it to be hot. Maybe some of that, you know, the the, the pepperoni. And I want some of that... Um, that Connecticut crust, that vibe um, <laughs> that the char that Connecticut delivers. So 
I remember typically going to the bars for a lot of the pizza. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I would sure. send you there thinking like, oh, this is going to be the best pizza of your life. But at the very least, like that's where the ambiance is, <laughs> I would say. Because like a lot of what you're yeah. doing when you're on campus is like, there really were a lot of just parties in the woods. <laughs> like It sounds weird to say, but like... Stores, <laughs> Connecticut, we party in the woods. Yeah, like because I remember there were like two or three off-campus housing so that were like within walking distance, Carriage House and Celeron House. I eventually lived in one of them. And that's like, that's where you went. You just like, you went to like those places or you didn't, and then when you're old enough or you had a fake ID, God forbid, uh, you you went to the bars that were like directly right outside of campus, and that was Ted's, and that was Huskies, and so uh, <laughs> the aptly named Huskies. Uh, and so that is where I would probably send you. So that's exactly what I was going to ask. Um, do both Ted's and Huskies, I was going to say, what what bars? Where are you sending us? And, and do, do they both uh, serve pizza? I believe so. If I, if okay. my memory serves, what's um, the game day you, scene like there? Is, is it, is it pretty popping? Yeah. Because there just weren't many options too, as I'm kind of mentioned a bunch of times here, uh, but you were kind <laughs> of one, one or the other, you know, you were a Capulet or your Montague, you were mm. a Ted's or you were a Huskies. I remember being very devoted to Ted's. Um, there was, it was just like a little bit, honestly, a little seedier <laughs> than Great. Huskies. Huskies actually had like the bar you sat at. I remember, uh, Ted's was a little bit more like booths and the floor was a little stickier, uh, most of the time. Uh, <laughs> but that, that was my vibe, I guess. That, 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 all, that makes sense. Now I want to hear a bit, um, see money ran through a handful of the breakfast establishments. Were you not a breakfast guy? Did you do, did that not show up on your radar? I was for sure. Definitely like a brunch guy. Um, I, I can't recall any like go-to style of brunch things. I, I mean, I, I would probably stick to most of the dining hall fare for, for those type of meals. I mean, I lived on campus for three years. Yeah, three years. So uh, it was really only my senior year where where I got outside and like was able to sample most things. And by that point, I was probably just like going to the Dunkin' Donuts, which is like right on campus as well. Well, you're in New England. The Dunkin' is special. Where yes. are you going when it's two in the morning and you and you stumble out of Ted's and, and you mm. want something to eat? Is that a DP dough situation? It's always a DP dough situation. Like, I guess that is the answer to pizza. Okay, there, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, because Calzone's just like a folded up pizza, basically, and it's just it. I don't know if I think there's something unique about the fact that it's a calzone, you know, even though there's not a lot of calzone places just in general. Yeah. And so it almost feels exotic. (laughs) That's the thing for sure. Yeah. And it's just like they they just jam cheese and whatever you want in there. I was like a big fan of the pepperoni one. Um, But that's one you could like, I think if you wanted to make the hike, you could walk to it, but you could also just have that delivered. Get it on your Husky Bucks card, you know? build a mom yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the approach i guess craig we we go have a milkshake at the dairy dairy bar dairy bar and then it's off to dp Do's. that's how you fuel up before you head over to ted's and huskies for all of of the recreation that that yukon and stores have to offer is that am, am i catching it yeah I think so justin when were you there 
Uh, it would have been 04 to 09. I think I was like one of the few windows where we didn't win a men's championship, which was unfortunate. Uh, I caught all of the, all of the bad years, like the, the Rudy Gay loses to George Mason year and like mm. the Hashim the beat. Well, yeah. sure. But how many games did the women lose during that era? Did they even <laughs> yeah, you lose had, five you, games? Come you on. You had to have a couple national championships on the women's side, right? Yes, you know definitely. I was actually, so I was working on campus one year during the summer, like, you know, like flipping mattresses and like doing handiwork, like the type of job you would get, like that they had to give to students in order to like get the kickback or whatever it was. Um, I remember <laughs> Elena Deladonna actually being on campus and like she was just walking around and we were like, wow, that that is a large, seemingly athletic athletically gifted woman. And then like the next day was when, uh, if you guys remember, she like, she left and then just like played the rest of her career at Delaware. Oh, right. So, but yeah, but like prime Maya Moore, prime Tina Charles, like Maya was essentially Jordan during those right. days. There were obviously like rumors about her mother getting a, uh, a house right off of oh, campus. Boy. But that's a whole other story. Those are rumors. <laughs> that's, that's for a different podcast all, all, all together. But yeah. look, I'm, we're not exactly crying for, for you being deprived of, you know, a right. fantastic athletic. And I imagine what was the scene for the women? Like, you know, you're going out to the bars, everybody's revved up. I mean, those, the UConn women's basketball game, super well attended. Every time you looked at it on, on television, it still was happening, right? Somewhat. I'll okay. say this. I, I tend to think that the men's team was more of for the students. And I tend to think that the women's were supported more by the state at large. Like there's something yep. about like hitting a certain age. Like my parents love the women's scene. It's almost like they like, they respect the excellence so much and like that they have so much civic pride that like that draws them to the women's games more than like the men's team, which was more of an event. And obviously like the kids are going to be more excited for like the game day atmospheres and like the big matchups and one like that that all ma that makes perfect sense uh i think we have it see money we have the dairy bar then dp does that that's the two-step when you arrive in stores and maybe that's what you eat the whole time that you're in stores uh for for the time that you spend outside of huskies and ted's um justin barrier thank you so much for taking on the, us on this little tour of stores connecticut thank you for having me gentlemen This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, my hungry homies, we are munching along here in March, looking for that succulent Cinderella story. We're back in the Midwest. Another Big Ten school. We're headed to Madison, Wisconsin, and our advocate for Wisconsin. She is a social media producer for The Ringer, and some may say the Swiss Army knife of Ringer culture content. 
She's on the Ringer reality TV podcast, the Ringer Dish podcast, the Tea Time podcast, and most importantly for our purposes here on the House of Carbs, she co-hosts the Everything is Cake podcast. Amelia Wedemeyer, welcome to House of Carbs. I am so excited to be here. This is honestly such an honor. I'm pumped. Amelia, we could not have... Kate Hollowell, come on and do the Midwest. Just give us the the Indiana takes and all of the the, the fine Bloomington content. Yeah, we're not just doing half of a cake. Everything is cake. That everything is cake podcast is spectacular. One of my faves. We got. I can't wait for the next season. We got to get that rolling. But look, we're 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 gonna give you your shot to rep for your your hometown. Now, I was trying to do a little bit of an investigation because I like to jump into the gram and see how sure. all my hungry homies, my taste buds are laying out their food experiences. I jumped into into your gram. I needed permission. I know. I'm sorry. I need to fix that. I really just should l- put it on public. It's exclusive content to follow Amelia <laughs> Wedemeyer. She's got a lot of good food picks, though. I, I was going through. She's got some pizza. She's got some shrimp and oysters. Yeah, she's got see, some look, Jenny's ice cream. Yeah. I'm not surprised that you get, have granted access to the producer of The Perfect Palate, <laughs> Craig Horlbeck. Uh, but, you know, I, I think we're hungry homies. I think you and I could be taste buds, Amelia. <laughs> We are definitely for sure. I will approve you. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, that's a relief. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's start talking about Madison, Wisconsin a little bit. Yeah. Um, when is the last time you were able to, to visit your alma mater? Uh, the last time I was there was actually in August of 2021. So pretty oh. recently. Yeah. I was at a real recent Peck concert. Yeah. So it was great. It's a, it's really fun town. So. When did you when did you attend? Oh God. Wisconsin? I attended uh I graduated in twenty twelve. So okay. kind of a while ago. Ten years ago. Oh my God, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> you you were uh you were just there. Mm-hmm. So my question is, you know, did you eat? Well, actually, so we went to a concert. My friend and I went to a concert and we ended up going to the concert and then we went and went out to a couple bars and met up with friends. And then the next day, we just kind of did the hangover McDonald's treatment. And okay. then, yeah, hightailed it out of. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just want to let you know that that does not really, that doesn't set the stage for an incredible Madison, <laughs> Wisconsin food scene. Like there's, there wasn't it's a true. diner. There wasn't like the place that, that everybody goes to for, for uh, their hungover breakfast vibes in, in mm, with Madison. <laughs> well, we were kind of staying on the out. We were staying in like um, one okay. of the little outer cities. Fair, so, fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things that we that we like to do is, you know, we run through a little scouting report. The producer with the perfect palette, Craig Horlbeck, has done some. Uh, reconnaissance just nice. by way of the interwebs on what Madison seems to offer yeah. all the taste buds out there. So he's going to run through some of these places. We want to see how many of these resonate, your own experiences with them. Sure. We're just going to set the stage here. Uh, the floor is yours, my hungry homie, Craig. All right. Yeah. So Amelia, just I'm going to rattle these off and you let me know which ones are important. If I missed something, if I nailed it, you let me know. Yeah. Okay. All okay. Right. Here we go. So I'll run through them and then let me know after. So we got a classic, actually a House of Carbs classic, State Street Brats. Amazing. Amazing. We've tried the cheese curds from that on our previous uh, playoff series that you can check out from a few months ago. But anyway, I'll keep going. State Street Brats, The Old Fashioned, Mickey's Dairy Bar, Short Stack Eatery, Los Gemelos. I apologize if I'm pro- uh, announcing uh, pronouncing that incorrectly. Ian's Pizza, 
Bel Air Cantina, Leia's Fabulous Lunchbox, Red Sushi, which I see is a nicer spot, I think, The Daily Scoop for Ice Cream, and Bassett Street Brunch Club, which I heard you could have used after that concert because <laughs> apparently it's a good hangover spot. Yes. Oh my gosh. You actually nailed most of, I have a lot of what you said on my little list here. So yeah, definitely State Street Brats, Ian's Pizza. Oh my God. And I'm like salivating. There's uh, a mac and cheese pizza I hear there or something like that. Oh my God. I literally, yes, that's, yeah. it's so good. It's, oh my, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. So which of these places really, really stands out to you? Which is a top the power rankings? Well, I would say State Street Brats is a must. It's a must because it, the whole atmosphere, you know, you can go greasy and disgusting and then, you know, wash it down with a good beer. Um, so that's important. You know, they have, there's a beer that's only sold in Wisconsin and it's called, um, oh my God, Spotted Cow. Yeah. I, have you ever we, had it? No, well, we tried to procure that yes. for our playoff series. We couldn't do it. It was too hard. We it's, tried. Yeah, well, they like won't get it. My friend had it at her wedding once and she had to like illegally get it and stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, but it is the beer. It is so good. It's so weird, but it is delicious. And they only sell it in Wisconsin and they have it obviously around campus. So huge fan of um, Spotted Cow. If you're in Wisconsin, go get it. Uh, so yeah, I would say State Street Brats. I would say Ian's Pizza, like you said, is is so good. Um, the Old Fashioned is a great place. It's also like, I think they still do. When I was there, they they did do fish fries. Um, oh. And yeah, I think they might still do that. So I like those this. Are, I want to stop yeah. you on here a little more about Ian's Pizza. Is there anything mm. about um, Madison, Wisconsin, like their approach to pizza or is how would you sort of uh, characterize it? Is it a Neapolitan? Is it a deep dish? Is it a it's Detroit a... Square? <laughs> like what kind of vibes? It is a drunk college student pizza oh. place. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Love that. It's just like big pizzas with pretty much build your own pizza. Obviously, the mac and cheese one is very popular with people, but they have uh, just like any kind. They have the, you know buffalo chicken they have the regular cheese you can build your own they have ones where they literally put like um not spaghetti but like the penne pasta oh, yeah, and stuff yeah. on so it so it's a yeah. pasta pizza it's a pasta pizza all, so all your carbs which we here at house of carbs absolutely <laughs> admire exactly yeah um i want to hear more about the old-fashioned what is that what is it the old fashioned is it's just like a sit down restaurant. And I okay. would say it's a good place to, you know, if your parents are in town, it's a nice little sit down place. But you can also bring your friends there. Um, and, you know, they serve old fashions, which I guess are kind of big in Wisconsin. I, I don't know. Um, all my Wisconsin friends like them. So uh, and they just they do good food. That's like American style food. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they still have the fish fry that they do on certain nights, which is literally just fried fish. And then you go in and you eat it. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that that that's, that certain has uh, it, its appeal. We are in the Lenten season for, for <laughs> you know, the Catholic folks. The Friday fish fry is, is especially mm. popular at this moment for certain uh, graduates of the College of the Holy Cross. I'm still rocking that that. <laughs> Friday fish fry game. Um, you mentioned old fashioned as a place you might take your parents. Um, if yeah. your parents had an unlimited, uh, you know, expense account, is there what what place would you go that's like the the tippy top, most expensive, highest end Madison, Wisconsin experience? 
Let's see. Well, there is a place um, near the cap. Like it, the places get kind of nicer once you get near the capital. Um, like because State Street is like where all the college bars are, and it's fun, but it's more affordable. And then when you go towards the end of State Street, uh, you know you have the nicer places. And there was this place called Gray's, which I just remember being like, "Oh wow, you want to sh- treat someone to a nice meal? You want to show your parents like this? This city is classy. Uh, go there, and they have, you know, just good like steak and stuff. We really, like steak. Uh, I want to yeah. know. So you went there. So you said uh, you graduated in 2012. So you're there yes. for like the 08 to 12 range. What was the dorm food scene like? The dorm food scene was. It was truly like any other dorm food. Okay. It was just like, yeah, here's here's what we're having for lunch. And you'd be like, okay, cool. But <laughs> I will say the union at M- Madison is so awesome. They have, you can, it's, it's lovely when it's like springtime or summer. Maybe you're staying over during the summer and you can buy like pitchers of beer and just have them out on the patio overlooking the lake, which is just absolutely gorgeous. And they also have amazing ice cream at the union. So yeah. as you would expect, I, I mean, out, out of Wisconsin with all of its um, dairy. dairy capacity, right, Craig? Right. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Amelia, do you have a favorite? Like, okay, is like, is the cheese scene in Wisconsin as big as everybody who didn't go to Wisconsin <laughs> thinks it is? I, I think it is. And I think people really embrace it. I know actually now it's like bringing me back. Um, there's this shop and I think it's still there. It's called Fromogenation, and it's mm. just like a cheese shop and it's kind of more upscale. It's really nice. And you can just literally buy cheese. So one of my roommates after I graduated, I lived there for like a year and she actually had gone to Tulane. Um, but she was like getting to experience Wisconsin and the cheese and she would keep all these cheeses in our fridge and she would buy them from Fromogenation. They had little hunks of cheese that you could sample. It was really great. And I also remember um, when we went to the Rose Bowl, I, I went to the Rose Bowl and um, people were doing cheese shots. So oh. they would, yeah, they would just, it was not even, no alcohol was involved. It was just this, a block of cheese and you passed it around. This was in Wisconsin or you guys went to the Rose Bowl? No, we went to the Rose Bowl and oh. then, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you traveled, the cheese came with you. <laughs> yes. It was a giant yeah. block of cheese. Somebody... Yeah transported so, that block of cheese in their luggage. Yeah, like a wheel of cheese. Uh-huh. A wheel of cheese. And when everybody was out tailgating in advance <laughs> of the Rose Bowl, yeah. the giant wheel of cheese went mouth to mouth. Is that yes. what I'm supposed to believe? That is exactly what you're supposed to believe. I had never met. I don't even remember whose block of cheese it was, but they just passed around. And you could just have a little and, bit of and cheese. And what kind of cheese was it? Is it a cheddar? Was it a... Um, that's a great question. It was just like a white cheese. A I think. white cheese. Sure. Yeah. I've never, this is pretty remarkable. I've never heard of this. The cheese Nor shot. Nor have I. It, it, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I want to call it a shot necessarily, but I do ad- admire the communal aspect of it, notwithstanding yeah. the hygiene, but you're, you know, right. Yeah. When you're in college, everybody has the same hygiene. So it's fine. <laughs> exactly. You know, everybody, you could all share it. You're all coming from Everyone's the same Everyone's sipping place. from the same red solo cup. <laughs> a thousand percent. Exactly Sharing right. it. It's all but one big Petri dish. Uh, I, I'm very impressed that everybody won. That it's cool that when everybody travels from us, like going to the Rose Bowl as a, as like a student of Wisconsin is really cool. I think you guys lost in that game. I think that was against Oregon. We did. Right? I think yes, and we've lost a lot. So I've kind of given up on cheering because it's just too depressing for me. So but yeah, I, 
I'm just impressed that you guys traveled all the way to California with that cheese. That's, that's committed. <laughs> Somebody did. Someone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we exactly. have to give. So, uh, Amelia, help us sort of break down the ratio of, you know, dining out, dining in town, dining out and about where it was kind of your own money yeah. versus the, the, the dorm life vibe. Um, I mean, during the week was a lot of dorm life. Meal plan life. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, once you graduate or not graduate, but once you get out of the dorms, you obviously have to. Well, you can go eat at the cafeterias, but there are a lot of really great cheaper options like they have a noodles, you know, they have a bunch of uh, like, you know, sandwich shops that you can go to between classes. They actually have a really great and at least when I was there. So, again, granted, this was 10 years ago, but I would assume it's still there. They had um just an area set up at the beginning of State Street with a bunch of carts just of like food vendors. And it was a really um, ethnically diverse, which is fascinating, uh, carts of food. I remember I I used to go to this place that uh, I think it served Peruvian sandwiches and it was so tasty. Oh my gosh. So good. So uh, it sounds like maybe uh, ahead of the game in terms of the whole food truck scene. They were doing carts in, in, in Madison. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and and you kind of beat me to the punch. That was exactly sort of what I was interested and curious about, you know, sort of hearing next was the sort of ethnic diversity of, of the food scene there. Was it just these carts at that particular time of year or were there also restaurants, you know, representing um, food pathways from other traditions, other other cultures um, available in Madison? Yeah, you know, you would think because it's like Midwest, Wisconsin, a smaller town, it wouldn't be that ethnically diverse in terms of food. But I remember we have, I'm pretty sure it was like an Ethiopian place. I know I, I went on a date once at an Indian place. Um, they, again, they had they, Mexican places. So it was a lot more diverse than you would think. But yeah. We're learning that. I mean, we spoke with Kate uh, Hallowell about Indiana mm-hmm. and a bunch of these other schools. I'm 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 impressed by maybe this is what college this is why yeah. college is so great because it brings people <laughs> together from all over the country and the world. Yeah. And a lot of these cuisines follow suit. Um, and and it's mm-hmm. always, it's it's fun to hear like how many international cuisines make their way to colleges that you wouldn't expect. Totally. Um, I want to uh, talk a little bit about where you took your parents. Now we talked about sort of generally where folks might take their parents. When your parents yeah. came to town, where 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 did you take them? Well, I would say, you know, we went to like the old fashioned. Um, I have a younger sister. She's younger by four years. And I actually uh, sourced her for some info. And mm. she and my parents went to this place called Greenbush Bakery which is, I think it's a little Jewish bakery and apparently they have the best donuts. So that's a fun place to take your parents. I would also say that during the warmer months of the year, there is the farmer's market and Mm. it is around the Capitol. So it's kind of like this large square and literally it's vendor to vendor again. And people are selling cookies and honey and, you know, animal products, all this stuff. And there's this one place, I think it's called Stella's Bakery, and they have this spicy cheese bread, again, cheese. Um, Mm. And it is, it's, you have not lived until you've had this spicy cheese bread. It is so good. Is it only available the (laughs) once a year at this this f- sort of fair situation? 
Yes. Well, it's the farmer's market. I think it's, I want to start, I say it starts maybe in March or April, April, baby, and goes until I think October. Oh, and it's, oh, oh I got it. Yeah. It's, so is, is it like, is it every day of the week or just one day of the week? It's. I think it's every Saturday or every okay. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So every, all the vendors come into town, they set up mm-hmm. the, their stalls all around the square Yes. And it's basically from, you know, whenever you're reasonably certain it's not going to dump 10 inches of snow on you right. uh, in the yeah. spring until you're reasonably certain you're not going to get 10 inches of snow into the fall. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's a good, that's a, a, a great tradition. And the highlight for you is the spicy cheese bread. Is that what we're, t- the, the takeaway? Oh my God. Yes. And everyone in Madison knows about the spicy cheese bread and you mm. have to go. I, I think nowadays they make enough so it doesn't sell out, but you'd have to be like, oh my God, I'm going to the, the spicy cheese stand so to get the spicy cheese bread. And it's literally just like a, a chunk of bread with this just delicious cheese with, I think, red pepper flakes in it. And it's oh. so freaking good. And they just put it in a plastic bag and then you just walk around and eat it the rest of the day. See, I feel like that might travel. Craig, we, we need to, we need to do some 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 deep dive on this. What, we, do, you remember, might, do, you, do you have the name of the place? Did you say it's it? Stella's Bakery. Stella's Bakery. All right. We're, we're on Stella's. Yeah. We're going to try and do some investigation. This is, you know, it is our goal and intention to try food from many of these these underrated, unexpected, fantastic food cities, these, these college campuses. Um, Stella seems right up our alley, Craig. Absolutely. Amelia, now it's, it's judgment time. If, if, if you want, the Stella's Bakery cheese bread could be your final pick, but we want to know if House and I make the trip to Madison, Wisconsin, we can only eat at one spot. We text you. We, I, we Instagram DM you now that you're friends with both me and House on Instagram. <laughs> and we say, Amelia, we're here. Where are we going? What do you say? Oh my gosh. Um, I think you guys have to go to well, you've been to State Street Brats. Well, so we've had we've, it delivered. We've, we've sampled okay. the, the, the the wares. So that I, you you can have one A and one B sure. since since we've already uh okay. you know, dabbled. Well, yeah, I would confessed. say definitely go there in person because the atmosphere in person is a lot of fun. And again, you can try the beer finally. Um yes. but I you know what? I guess I would have to say the Stella's spicy cheese bread because it is it is so good. Now I'm thinking about it and I want some really bad. It is so good. It's so good. So we we ha- we'd have to Craig make sure that we included a Saturday between April and October <laughs> for this trip. To, well, that's fine. I mean, that's not you know it's kind of reasonable. Yeah, uh, and maybe it, it could be um, a football Saturday. It's not going to be a basketball yeah. Saturday because the hoops is going to be over. Could be a that could be fun. A Wisconsin football game and and a little bit of Stella's after we've already visited. We'll hit State Street Friday night. Stella's on Saturday. I think a documentary series is in the works of House and I just going to college towns. <laughs> I'd watch. I, I mean, I don't I don't care whether or not anybody watches. I just want the excuse to somebody else to pay for us going around. See, buddy. That's right. Amelia Wedemeyer, thank you so much. I feel like we've got a pretty good uh, taste for what Madison, Wisconsin has to offer. Um, you took us some places I didn't anticipate, especially the um, tailgate block of cheese um, mm. pass around. Thank you for, for putting that um, in, in all of our uh, minds, eyes, and our, and our <laughs> bellies. You're welcome on House of Carbs anytime. Oh, thank you guys so much. This was a true pleasure. Go Badgers.
This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah. A toast to breakfast. All right, C-Money, we heard from each of the belly guides, the food advocates, the appetizing advocates, I guess we would call them. Um, I know which way I'm leaning, but I'm going to give you the floor first. Wisconsin versus Yukon. What's your take? So thank you to, to Amelia and Justin for coming on and making their case. Usually UConn is a higher seed in the tournament, but I feel like in this episode, they are perhaps a lower seed. This is something like a five versus 12 matchup um, with Wisconsin being the five. And unlike many of the 12-5 matchups this year, I think the five is going to edge out the 12. I think I'm going to pick Wisconsin. Madison sounded fantastic. I, I, we had the cheese curds for the NFL playoffs. I, I don't think I'm done with the cheese. I, I want to go back to Amelia's Stella's Bakery spicy cheese bread. So I, I think I'm going to I'm going to give my vote to uh, to Madison. Yeah, I'm going to join you on this one. And it wasn't just the spicy cheese bread. We also heard about the cheese shot, you know, the yeah. wheel of cheese making its way around the Rose Bowl. And you want both the, you know, the unique identity, the unique food identity of, of that town, the unique food culture. You get it, you know, coming and going. You have the farmer's market every single Saturday out in the in the, the town square, as it were. A whole variety of different flavors and, and pursuits. The problem with stores, at least, you know, in the experience of, of our beloved Justin Barrier, is it it's kind of like right down the middle of a small college town kind of vibe. Now, I don't know if Gino Oriamas was open, if, <laughs> if JV had had more Gino in his life, that we might be having a different kind of sense of this. Absolutely love the idea of arriving in town, going directly to the dairy bar for a vanilla milk, milkshake, and then getting over to Dippy-Do's for a beautiful calzone. That is very much like a, a New England kind of vibe. Like you, you those, those two things, and then and the, and the unique aspect of stores, uh, proximity of uh, the school to you know the agricultural kind of component and the school's identity previously as an ag place. I like that. That's a nice thing that sets it apart. But it's got to be Wisconsin. I, I need not only the spicy cheese bread, I need some State Street. I need a shot of cheese. Congratulations to Wisconsin for moving on in this munch madness. Yeah, two uh, Midwest schools prevailing. I'm not surprised. Great food in the Midwest. 
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 